you have intercepted the virtue signal with Bill Whittle and Alfonso Rachel, also known as that knucklehead Zoe. In the era of virtue signaling, where sanctimonious self-righteous liberals preach to us from atop their high donkey of supposed moral supremacy, while being about as woke on virtue as a person on a diet in a donut shop calling donuts racist because they're not low-carb. If you appreciate the content, please support by sharing, and please consider a financial contribution to help us do our part to promote sanity in a world where people boast in science while saying gender is fluid. Links in the description field. Thank you. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Alfonso Rachel here with my friend and colleague, Bill Whittle, and this is the <laughs> Virtue Signal um, made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. Uh, Zoe, I thought today um, we might take a look at, at, at something that's really important, is vanishing fast like so many other important things, and doesn't get as much press as it deserves. And that is the idea of civility. Probably the best example I can think of, or at least the first one that comes to mind is this. Uh, I'm sure this is not going to make some people happy, but nevertheless, I, I have been prone to use salty language. Mm. But I never use salty language on camera. Mm -hmm. And the reason I don't do that is because the same reason I don't use it when I'm at Thanksgiving. Uh, it's because uh, of respect for other people. Mm -hmm. who aren't comfortable with that. And so civility is the ability to, to raise your behavior to a level that, that, that is acceptable in the public square. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a way to, to, to raise your behavior to a point where just about everybody could accept it. Now, the problem with social justice warriors is, is that they cannot be made happy no matter what you do. Uh -huh. That's an entirely different thing. But civility, kindness, letting people in front of you in traffic, not... not you know, when I think about how many years I spent doing that, that kind of, you know, it's like, and it's so that I could what? So I could get a car length ahead on this two and a half hour slog through the 405. It really, is it worth, is it worth the, the, the road rage and the stress it causes me and the stress it causes the other person? Getting married has is, is mostly cured me of that. <laughs> um, but, but this effort, that's the word I'm looking for. This effort to accommodate mm. other people's feelings mm. is what allows people to disagree and allows you to have a free society. You, you agree to disagree. That is a, kind of the definition of civility. Uh, I, I dig it, man. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm tempted to be uncivil uh, about you culturally appropriating my name. And uh, let me... <laughs> We have a violation of cultural appropriation here, Bill. Violation. The sprinklers are going to come on in a right. second. Now. So, no, but I, I, I hear what you say, man, about the uh, the language. I'm, I'm the same way, man. It's, uh, you know, some, I, I, I tend to have a mouth like an alligator. And, uh, you know, so, but you're right, man. It's not something that I look to profit off of. You know, it's it's not a good thing to do. Um, well, you control it. Yeah, yeah. That, your videos, your videos are not obscenity laced videos. No, no. It's I, I, I well, I mean, uh, aside from I'm always dropping that f word of faith. I, I, I reckon a lot of people find that very offensive. There's a lot more obscene word than the other one in today's climate. In a lot of cases, yes. Right. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. It's all good, man. It's uh, you know, um, but you know, we call these. It's weird, Bill, because we call these things strong language, you know, and, and we, when we talk about civility, we could, it could talk about many things, but like say if we're talking about civility in, in creative media or, or uh, people that are publishing things, you know, um, we see movies or, or music and say this, this content has strong language. I'm like, what's strong about it? 
<laughs> it's like just because you drop an F-bomb or, or the B-word or the N-word or whichever, it's like that's called strong language. No, that's language. Honestly, it's language for the weak, especially if you want to profit off of it. That's that's weak language. It's like, well, I, you know, um, you know, it, the, the word has no power over me. I can say it, you know, and it doesn't mean anything. It's like, no, that word totally has power for you. That word was allowed to kick its way past your teeth and out into the public. And then people want to talk about how, oh, the nation is so immoral and it's corrupt and it's given over to profanity. And it's like, well, look at the things that you excuse. You know, it's like you tolerate and it's almost like you demand it. I want my content to be real and gritty and and use all the nasty language yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And then they want to complain about where the country is going. Yeah. In the words of the current press secretary, I want to circle back to that in a minute. <laughs> um, but for now, probably the most automatic daily uh, habit of civility is holding the door for somebody. Mm. And, and one of the things that constantly gives me hope and reassurance, despite all of the, the turmoil that's being ginned up out there, is I can't tell you how many times I will hold the door for a complete stranger. It might be a, a, it might be a policeman. It might be a, a, a black a guy who uh, is not the kind of person who you would think would associate with me based on what I'm being told by the social justice warriors. You know, <laughs> I'm the oppressor. He's the oppressed. I don't know how many times he has either held the door for me or I've held the door for him and just said, thank you, you're welcome. And you realize in those instants like that, mm. just just like that, you realize that this whole thing is, is to such a large degree manufactured. You're supposed to feel this, this resentment and rage and hatred. And yet this country is so profoundly decent at its core that, that an enormous reserve of civility still exists out there. And it reminds us that all of this is based on individuals. It's all based on what kind of people we are as individuals. Sure, man. And, you know, and day to day, it can change. There, there is no one thing that's going to say that the country uh, is one way or the other. Um, you know, and, and I mean, like you, man, I appreciate those days where it's like, I wish that was you know, the macrocosm of everything. You know, when, when you have those moments where somebody opens the door for you, you open the door for them, it's just that simple gesture, man, of saying, hey, thanks, man, have a good day. You know, and it's like, it, it almost makes your day where you just want to see the world, that, hey, man, that's how it is, man, or at least that's how it should be. And then you turn around and say, hey, man, where's all the toilet paper? Because some greedy people came in there and you see people fighting over toilet paper or anything like that, and you're just wondering, well, what kind of world are we living in? So. Day to day, it's give and take about people can be really lousy, and then sometimes people, we have the capacity to be, to be both. And, um, you know, so as we, as, we, as we live this thing out in terms of civility, um, once again, it comes down to what is the standard of civility? What is it to really be civil towards people? And one could say that, hey, well, being civil is doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Once again, though, according to what? Because you got people who will do to themselves rotten things, right? They'll do rotten things to themselves, and I wouldn't want them doing those things to me. So it's like, if you think that that's love, you keep that to yourself, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, like I said, I think this, uh, this particular uh, kind of virtue is, is largely unsung. I think it's a lot more important than people realize, because I think the exercise of civility very dramatically 
uh, impacts your day-to-day life in terms of how do you feel now or how do you feel for this last hour? Somebody cut me off in traffic. They went down the, the right side of the lane where emergency vehicles are supposed to be to cut in the line so I get ahead of three cars and now I'm enraged and I got my fangs in, and my claws out and I'm just <laughs> sitting here stressed. On the other hand, you you have a situation where you're you're stuck in a line, you got your turn signal on, somebody waves you in and now all of a sudden you're filled with this sense that oh, the world's not a bad place at all. Thank you. Right. I'm happy. Mm. I'm I'm grateful. Mm. Uh, I feel the when somebody lets me in, in in traffic in Los Angeles, nothing fills me with the idea of the brotherhood of man more than having somebody <laughs> let me in in traffic in Los Angeles. But I'm not joking. It really does change your mood mm. for uh, 10 minutes or for an hour or for the day or whatever the case may be. It's really, really important. Sure, man. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, um, if there's any time that I kind of get angry. And, you know, and the, the thing that makes me angry about driving, Bill, if I can just hear really quick, is that I'm really the kind of driver that really likes to mind his own business. It's like, uh, and, but if a person like tailgates me, Right, I can become very uncivil. It's like, man, I'm already going over the speed limit. Why yeah. are you tailgating me? It's like, it would be, instead of st- staying behind me trying to control the way that I drive, it would be so much faster for you to just go around. You gotta speed up to go around anyway and you wanna go faster, just go around, right? And that will get me like brake checking, man, I'm, I'm almost ready to get out of my car and fight, right? Yeah, I'm with you, Because <laughs> so it's, like, it's an act of aggression. Yes. It's an act of aggression. He is driving in an unsafe fashion mm-hmm. because he wants to make it clear to you that you're not driving as fast as he would like. He's trying to essentially push you down the road yes. through intimidation. He yes. could just go around you, but he's not. It's an it's an it's an actual kind of an assault mm-hmm. on you psychologically, and you respond the way, well, the way most men would respond, and that is, oh, okay, you want to <laughs> we want to get into this, right? right. <laughs> and 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 this is, and and then I find when these situations happen to me, I'm just adrenalized mm-hmm. for two hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it haunts you, man. It's, yeah, it's I'm snappy and I'm like, <laughs> It does, man. It, it, it just makes... It makes me want to vote Democrat sometimes. <laughs> That's how bad it gets. <laughs> exactly right. Because these, especially in, living in L.A. County, man, it's like, the, aren't these the people who are all about sharing the wealth and they don't even want to share the road with you? You know, it's like the road is all theirs, you know? And, um, but, oh, Bill, man, man. That, that kind of stuff made me forget what I was getting ready to talk about. <laughs> I don't need to be on the road right now, Bill. Look, look right, what well, you done done. Look what you done done. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, uh, my wife uh, just got her permanent resident card uh, with and the restrictions removed. So she's here forever, mm. uh, as long as she wants to be. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was most, the, the worst part about marrying a woman from Russia was hearing that the roads in L.A. are more filthy and certainly in worse condition than they are in Cairo or Istanbul. That wasn't mm. that wasn't fun. But the best part about it was, and remains, she is absolutely gobsmacked mm. to this day at how nice everybody is, hmm. even in Los Angeles. How nice they are. How you doing? Oh, good, thanks. You know, you, you, you some checkout clerk in a in a supermarket, and the idea that this person is is how are you? Good, I'm fine. In 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 Russia, they 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 scan them and throw them, and mm. and you got to catch them and bag them, or else they're going on the floor. And and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that in in a socialist country, where everything is controlled by something else, including your income, your housing, all you have no control over anything. Mm you're naturally bitter and envious of everyone and 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 you want everybody else to fail because it's the only way you can get ahead mm. but in this culture 
civility is built into freedom and it's built into prosperity. It's very difficult to be civil when conditions are utterly miserable and have been for a hundred years. But here, people are just nice. When I was in college, I was a theater major in college and, the, and this theater group came in from, um, I guess it was Luxembourg. Uh, might have been the Netherlands. Is there a difference? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> it's not very sorry. civil, Bill. <laughs> but but they but they were they were Europeans, and they came to America for a couple days to put on a show. They went down to Oaks Mall in Gainesville, and they came back furious. And they were mad because they were tired of being taken advantage of. Mm. I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Everybody's smiling. Everybody's saying, <laughs> have a nice day.' Everybody's asking me if I want a receipt. They're asking me how I'm feeling. All of this is just a ploy to get me to spend more money." And I just looked at this this guy and said, "No, no, they really want you to have a nice day. It doesn't cost them anything." To have a to say have a nice day it doesn't cost him anything to be nice to you, and and that kind of that kind of just wanton disrespect is so built into that socialist culture that the person I know who grew up under socialism who had such an effect on me when I was a, a teenager was a a guy who immigrated from Bulgaria and he said the worst thing about communism is not the camps it's not the secret police all of that's terrifying he said the worst thing about it is is that every single moment of every single day you are reminded in scores of ways that you mean nothing. Mm. You, you, you want your, your, your toilets backed up, make a phone call, go down, fill out the forms in triplicate, and somebody will be there within 30 days. Mm. And, and, and if you have to wait in line to see if there's anything inside the store that you're waiting in line to see, same for you. And, and all of this is the stuff that makes people uncivil, and, and this country remains kind of a oasis mm -hmm. of, of generosity and kindness and friendliness, and, and everybody from elsewhere notices it. Yeah, but, you know, in a country, I hear you, Bill, man, in, in, a, in a country where you have the God-given right to pursue happiness, uh, I, I, yeah, that's built into our structure, the pursuit of happiness. Right? Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's an amazing thing, you know? And I, I would like to think that people are, are maybe now not taking that, you know, in this generation, aren't taking that so much for granted. You know, you can go into a store and people are like, have a nice day and, and whatnot. You know, that's a different thing than when, you know, when, when you have a, um, a system or an institution where the state owns the industry. Because if the state owns the industry, well, they basically own you. You a serf. And, and uh, they own what it is that you make. And um, so which by, I guess, default means that they own you. And, and here we still have that that sovereignty of, you know, we have that our, our autonomy. Sovereignty, we, yeah, that's the word, man. You know, where we, that's the word. you know what I'm saying? Where we're still free uh, to, to to work or or if we want to go ahead and get another job or, you know, um, and, and, and I think a little bit of it also is that maybe people, when I talk about being free to work, you know, it's like maybe people know that hey, right now I'm really lucky to be able to work. <laughs> I'm like, doing this whole COVID thing, uh, things like that, I'm lucky to be able to be back at my job. Uh, maybe some people are realizing, hey, maybe those stimulus things, they only go so far, you know. Uh, <laughs> $1,400 for a year of, of being out of work that we've closed you for. You yeah. closed your restaurant for a year, here's $1,400. Yes, right. So uh, maybe people are somewhere in those things, those cog, cog wheels are spinning and, are, and a light is going on. So, hey, let's take advantage of that because I'll tell you what, Bill, sometimes, uh, you know, maybe people think that it's, it's fake because it's all about money or anything like that. But when you're free, to enjoy the fruits of your labor, uh, sometimes that's an okay incentive, right? Say, hey, I need to be able to pay my rent. You know, uh, I wanna be able to pursue my interests and stuff like that. And that's not a bad incentive to be, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to be a little bit friendly. <laughs>
So just to wrap it up, this to me is what is so disturbing, at least on a day-to-day basis about the whole wokeopolis, <laughs> right? Is that is that the entire philosophy is the philosophy of grievance. Mm. That's that's all it is. Is it, it's a it's a contest to see who has the biggest grievances, yeah. mm. and then using critical theory, we know why they do it. They're doing it to attack the the center. They're doing it to attack the middle and just chop it to pieces so that they can control it. Mm-hmm. But but all of this social justice stuff is the, is the politics of grievance. It's the politics of being just. I almost said a different word. It's the policy of being ticked off at somebody else. Yeah. It's the policy of, of constantly reminding everybody that everybody should be fighting. You should be fighting them. You can't be nice to this person. How dare you have a, a friendly tweet about that person when he's your oppressor? And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And I really worry that that a generation that's raised in that atmosphere is not only not going to be nice, but they're not going to be pursuing happiness. They're going to be avoiding criticism. And that is an entirely different way to live your life. And that is the real nightmare of of, of like Soviet Russia or Nazi Germany or any of this stuff. When you are no longer doing what you want to do, when now everything you're doing is, is carefully calibrated to make sure that you're not doing anything wrong. Indeed, man. And, and it's just like you said, these people are not, it's, they're no longer pursuing happiness. We see a lot of people pursuing misery. And you know, like I said, we see both. I think the thing that the, the thing that's propagandized the most and, and the thing that's being made fashionable is that there has to be this grievance. We have to uh, constantly publish uh, right. this narrative of grievance in the world and, and America is so miserable, especially when it comes to, you know, and I, I hate to bring up this can of worms, man, but especially when it comes to race relations, uh, right. that everybody is so miserable and everybody's just walking, not everybody, white people in particular are made to walk on eggshells. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's, you know, man, it's, it's just the Democrats all day. All right. They're not yeah. done. All right. They, they're, they're the quintessential rebels that the Constitution was talking about. When the Constitution talks about the rebel, rebellious, it's talking about them. When the Bible is talking about rebellion, it's talking about them. And, you know, uh, with, with uh, the Civil War, all over the obsession of race. Right. And it's today. This is the same thing. Democrats have not changed this obsession that they have with race and using the black community and the plight that they imposed on the black community to get whatever they want. And it's causing this incivility um, with each other. And, you know, these are the kinds of things when you can make a victim out of somebody and we're going to make sure that we're going to make we're going to do unfair things to make everything fair and get rid of these classes where we just go from socialism and training into communism when we do these things once again bill it talks to that uncivil action of slander right that that nasty detestable thing that you know you're going to use this slander to make sure that everybody's miserable and where you could have the government step in and say well we can make everybody happy um it's we're, we're back to it that lesson was was taught to us long time ago and um I hope people wake up to it before it's too late. Yeah. How can I take you seriously? And how can you call yourself a, a virtuous person? You're not furious all the time. <laughs> That's like supposed yeah. to be the uh, the um, the define the definition of what it is to be woke. Yeah. The angrier you are, the more the more virtuous you are. The more woke right. you are, the more aware of all of the historical problems mm-hmm. that you are. And everybody's angry all the time. And I cannot stand these inhuman, unfunny 
arrogant weenies. Yeah. But I will hold the door for them um, <laughs> uh, unless I know in advance that they're a social justice warrior, in which case I'll, I'll block the door. Uh, I have my limits, as do you. Heard that. Um, that'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal, made possible by the new member drive we had back in January. we do another one, I think, in April. But uh, for all of us here, for my friend Alfonso Rachel, uh, thanks to the new members. Thanks to the members that have been there the whole time. And uh, we will see you next time right here on The Virtue Signal. All right, y'all. Welcome to The Signal Response, my little side hustle from uh, The Virtue Signal, the jam I do with uh, Biddle, Biddle, <laughs> Biddle, <laughs> trying to say it. Bill Whittle and uh, and Bill at the same time, or I tried to say Bill Whittle at the same time, and it, it came out Biddle. Um, anyway, with Bill Whittle at BillWhittle.com. Hope you guys check out his channel. Uh, a lot of y'all know. If you, if you guys are familiar with me, most likely you guys are familiar with Bill Whittle from our days at the PJTV and stuff like that. So we got together and do, uh, we do a new jam called The uh, the Virtue Signal, uh, dissecting uh, what people are talking, these virtue signal, uh, these virtue signalers and uh, their perception of virtue in the culture and, and what they uh, deem as uh, virtuous uh, with their activities, <laughs> their questionable activities that they regard as uh, virtuous. So we want to go ahead and dissect those things, man, and break it down and, and see if we can actually get down to uh, a more solid perspective of what virtue is. And my, my uh, contribution to the table is, um, is bringing you know, the word of God. My foundation of virtue is going to be based in that. Uh, the eternal word and uh, the fixed and set foundation, the most level foundation uh, to build a concept of virtue as it is, as the Lord himself, you know, who, who can top that. And uh, that's what I, I bring to the table. So in that we are uh, in this episode and I got the link to it. If you guys want to check it out, I hope you guys uh, will check out our conversation concerning it. And uh, basically what I'm doing in here is I'm responding to uh, people's input. On, on that on that uh, episode and uh, I do it one out of gratitude because I'm grateful that people tune into the show and uh, you know they sh give us the time of day you know to listen to our observations on these things and um, you know and take uh, you know take what we say and and, and, and they take it as pro thought provoking and, and consider these things uh, you know roll it around in, in their head and see if it uh, see if it holds up. And uh, so we're grateful for that. You know, some people may disagree, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of people do agree. But uh, once again, we're just grateful that people tune in. And uh, so, you know, this is me kind of responding uh, or responding, actually, to, uh, you know, people giving their input on the show. Some of the, and, uh, so for those who, uh, you know, like what we have to say, you know, my thanks, you know, and uh, I, I may address you as, uh, as I go through these comments. And, and some people, you know, may disagree, you know, and I, I kind of give my... Uh, my counter perspective on <laughs> on their disagreement or they may just have an interesting point of view and i, I might want to uh you know go into it a little bit further you know so because these are long-standing conversations y'all who are you know we're you know we, i already know what the root of it is you know the word of god talks about the root of it and we want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it. it's all in the word of god but you know even that still needs to be reported on to show why the word of god is the is the final word on these things that still has to be professed and and it has to be explained um why the word of god is uh the final authority and is valid uh to be uh the final authority on these things so at any rate y'all uh like i said we were talking about civility and when we get down to civility in in this one y'all uh once again um uh, we got to come to an agreement on what civility is because you got liberals out there always talking about, you know, uh, 
you know, we need to have the conversation and, and uh, love wins and all these, these, these ideas of civility that they have, you know, that's, that's demonstrated in these different things. And they're usually the ones who are always saying that we need to have civil discourse and stuff like that. Um, when, I, when at the same time, they're usually talking about being fierce and, and resist and all that sort of stuff. And tolerance and acceptance is like, man, it's like you guys keep throwing that word around. I don't think you know what it means. I'm really not, I'm not really convinced that y'all really understand what it is to have a civil dialogue concern, concerning these things. And even if you are con, uh, wanting to have civil dialogue concerning these things, the things that you want aren't really civil. You know, the, what makes it civil to you is just people acquiescing to it. We just have to accept it, right? Like, say, for instance, uh, you know, when liberals be talking about, you know, like, the, you know, they, they're the ones who usually bring up the social issues. You know, it's not conservatives who bring up social issues. And it's kind of to conservatives' peril that they don't bring up social issues because, um, you know, it... it, it it makes you dull. It, it, it doesn't keep you sharp on it. When you, when you avoid these things, and liberals are the ones who are making their arguments sharper to get what it is that they feel like they're entitled to. But, um, you know, when you have um, these liberals proclaiming what they want, the very things that they want aren't very civil. Like I said, a, a social issue, uh, which they would call a reproduction, reproductive issue or even a health care issue, uh, like abortion. There's nothing civil about abortion, but they claim that they can have a civil, civil argument concerning it. And then in uh, their civil argument, it's my body, my business, and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's their civil argument concerning it. So even the things that they claim to want to have a civil dialogue on, you can't really have a civil dialogue concerning it because the things that they want aren't even civil. Right. Even going back to the Civil War, Democrats wanted to keep slavery legal, legal, uh, legal. There's nothing civil about forced labor. You know, when you when you when you make somebody when you decide that you're going to make somebody property and force them into uh, slavery, there's nothing civil about that. So how are we going to have a civil discussion concerning it? You really can't. Right. Um, so. And that being said, y'all, when we have um these perception of uh, perceptions of what's civil, right? Um, you got to have a basis of what it is that you're being civil. I mean, even like, uh, let's even take, um, you know, Exodus. Let's take the Exodus, right? That didn't turn out so civil, <laughs> right? It's like, here comes Aaron and Moses, and we're going to have this civil dialogue with, with Pharaoh concerning slavery. Well, at the end of the day, um, God butchered Egypt, Right. Because of their morbid um, forced oppression. I mean, even though even though uh, the Israelites sold themselves into slavery to Egypt long time, uh, long before the Exodus came around. But still the oppression of the new Pharaoh that had come in, the, 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 the later Pharaoh, he was just he was just rude, man. He was just so he was flipping rude. Right. And just ramped up that oppression. And um and the word of God, and, and, uh, and God was like, man, uh, I'm going to have to teach you a serious lesson. I'm going to have to teach the Israelites a lesson, too, because it ain't like it ain't even like the Israelites are really wanting freedom. They just want to be comfortable in their slavery. So God had to teach them a lesson. So he even stoked Pharaoh to be even more oppressive. Pharaoh was already oppressive. Right. And there was nothing civil about what he was doing. And Moses and Aaron came in and said, let's have a civil conversation. I, oh, I see you're not going to be civil about this. All right, well, we're going to have to teach you a lesson, man. And then God took it even further because, like, I got to evidently teach Pharaoh a lesson and I got to teach the Israelites a lesson because they, they really don't even want to be out of their slavery. They just want to be comfortable, right? They never even asked for freedom. So, like I said, y'all, in, in, in this civil discourse that we're supposed to have, 
where we think that we're all just supposed to get along and we're supposed to make these compromises and stuff like that. Well, compromises on what? How are you going to be civil when you have a party of people that feel like they're entitled to what you have? And they're going to violate the Constitution and, and say that, no, uh, your right to property is, is subjective. We, can, we get to decide what's actually uh, a property and what's, what's communal and stuff, what's, what's individual property and what's communal and stuff like that. It's, it, when, you, when you have people that are saying that it's justifiable for them to covet your stuff and take your stuff, well, how are you going to have a civil dialogue concerning that? Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's better to, to, to try than rather than just pull out your guns and start shooting people. But when we're talking about civility, y'all, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, the things that Democrats tend to want, it's just not civil. It's it's unnatural things that they feel like they're entitled to. And if you if you disagree with them, then you're the one who's not being civil. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Some for some reason when I when I get to talking about uh, Democrats, I feel the need to spit. <laughs> Not because of the people, y'all, but because of the ideology, because of what they think, right? Don't get me wrong, y'all. I don't have any my hatred in my heart for, for Democrats or anything like that, but the things that they tend to believe, y'all, it's like, dude, that ain't gonna hold up, and I, I, I don't want to live. I don't want to be ruled by the things that they believe, and that's what we're being forced to, and that's why, you know, when people talk about you know, just because you have different political opinions doesn't mean that you should stop being friends. It's like, dude, I don't want to stop being friends with anybody. But when you have friends that believe a certain thing, you know, when you're sitting back and you kicking back with your friends and stuff like that, but they believe that this is what you should be ruled by because they're going to take what they believe and they're going to they're going to vote for it. And if they don't get it at the ballot box, they're going to try to impose it on you by judicial fiat. Right. So that's yeah, that things like that can be taxing on a friendship. It's like, dude, you want me to live by that. You want me to be ruled by sin. You want me to be ruled by the things that you feel entitled to and the things that you feel entitled to, they're not natural, right? Um, so it, it, it's, that, it's those kind of things that can get in the way of being civil, you know, in, in a nation. Um, and of course, you know, we want to try. The word of God says, you know, live in peace among each other where it's possible. Of course, man, we want to try to keep it civil. But I hope folks can understand what makes it difficult to be civil and have civil dialogue concerning these things is because a lot of times the things that people want that 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 they want legal are things that are just simply not civil. Right. That's why. Uh, so now. Uh, so let's get into um, um, some of the, the the feedback that we got in here. Um, let's see. Um, we got Jeff Knox uh, is going to say regarding language when Ben Johnson was cast in the last picture so, show, he told the director that he would turn down the part. He, he would turn down the part unless he could cut the cussing, the cursing uh, written for his character. It turned into a big argument. I wonder if they was doing some cussing in our <laughs> Uh And they almost tossed Johnson off the film. In the end, he did the character clean and won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor with a fine man of strong character. Man, I, I agree with that, man. It's like, you know, in the, in the movies and, and, and uh, all this uh, mature-rated uh, content, man, it feels like people feel like they can't write dialogue without people cussing it in and stuff like that. It takes strength, man, to not cuss. It takes real creativity to be able to put your point across without having... And it's funny, man, it's weird because that's what's, that's what's called strong language. When you cuss, this movie has strong language in it. What's strong about cussing, man? I mean, really, when it gets down to it. And, and don't get me wrong, man, I ain't judging because I'm, I'm, I tend to be a potty mouth myself. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm trying not to be. But I don't, I don't 
include profanity in my productions, y'all, because I don't think it's right to try to profit off of it. It's not right that we live in this culture where everybody's so, everybody's so uncivil and, and, and people are, uh, there's so much profanity and gratuitous uh, smut in, 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 uh, in the culture and whatnot, but these same people will make uh, productions and they'll be cussing it and stuff like that while talking about how profane the culture is. So I don't think it's right to profit off of it. I don't think it, sh it should be a thing where you include all this profanity, this frivolous uh, profanity in your productions and 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 show that you can be rewarded for it because that's what people see they say well this person is a full-on potty mouth and they're getting rewarded they're getting fame and they're getting applause and and they're getting money you know for all this cussing and stuff that they're doing and well i could i should be able to do the same so i'm gonna go out there and cuss and and uh and use and it's, there's a reason why it's called cursed language y'all and it, and it contributes to the decline of a society you know it's like but people they, they because people like to indulge in it that's when it blinds them to seeing something wrong with it. You know, they think they got a handle on it. You know, this is, that's that's the, the big deception. on it. And, and like I said, they think it's strong language. It's not strong language. It's, it's weak language when you really get down to it. It's weak. It's like, you're, it's, what's the matter? Your, your vocabulary isn't robust. It's not strong enough to be able to come up with a word that could be just as substantial as using curse words. Really? It's like, it's, it's, and, and so when people call it strong language, that's a full on misnomer to me. You know, it's like, is that what you needed to give, you know, some some gusto to your point? You know, I think about the word of God. And when God, you know, like I said, in my audio book, uh, A Solid Right Cross, it ain't like God said, let there be effing light to give power to what he said. He didn't need to do that. You know, so it's like, I don't understand why it is that we feel like we need to rely on all this, you know, uh, cussing and stuff uh, to get our point across. It cheapens your work, really. Uh, but, you know, if, I guess, you know, people feel like it makes them stronger. It's like, you, you know, like when people talk about, you know, like even the N-word, you know, people like, you know, they, they just wear the N-word out. You hear it in the music and stuff and they just wear the N-word out. And and these these people are dumb enough to think that they're, you know, so I'm strong enough to handle it. I'm strong enough. I can say, and it's, you know, it don't mean nothing. It's like, you know, really, if it doesn't mean anything, it doesn't have any value. What the heck do you keep saying it for? You know, why, why do you keep saying it? If it has no value and it doesn't mean anything, but you keep saying it and you're making money off of it, right? I guess it must have some value to you. You know, and it's like when you think that you're, when you're deceiving yourself and in, in, in assuming that you've got power over the word, you ain't got no power. That word has power over you. That word straight up kicked its way past your teeth and got out of your face, right? And went out into the world. You, you didn't have the power to contain it, right? I don't say the N word because it has no power over me. Right. It has no value to me. Therefore, I don't say it. Right. N nothing good comes from it. And people are stupid and deceived when they're out there saying it. And sad part of it is I even hear some, you know, uh, conservatives who are black be saying the word. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, they say the word, too. And I'm like, why, why do you do that? You know, it's, it's like you're basically inviting white people to say it, too. And then it, the, the narrative gets worse that white people are a bunch of racists and they're calling black people the N-word and stuff like that. And when you got, you know, even on the left end of the spectrum, they got these, you know, music out there, you know, sing along to the N-word song. And then they want to turn around and call white people racist. When you invited them to say the N-word, say, I bet they be saying the N-word. Of course they do. You told them to say it. You're making money off of them saying it. Right? Dumb, dude. And that's, that's it's, you know, and, and we're supposed to be talking about being a civil culture by doing stupid stuff like that. You know? Um, but at any rate, you know, these, these words, you know, th th it's not strong language. It's weak, right? And, and the weakness, you know, it's, it's, it likes creates this, this, this weak foundation and, and, we're, and we're, people are falling into it. A weak foundation, people are calling and falling into the collapse of it. 
So there's nothing strong about that kind of language and it doesn't promote civility, that thing that we all claim to want so much. But because it's an indulgence, it's hard to tell people, it's like, dude, you don't want to do that. Oh, there's no harm in it. You know, whatever. You know, same thing the devil told Adam and Eve. Eh, there's no harm in it. Go ahead and do it. You know, but for some reason, even with that classic lesson that just plays out over and over again, people just don't seem to learn. We're going to do what we want to do, right? And, uh, and, and so in speaking to that, but, um, you know, this person who's, uh, well, we got the Jeff Knox who's talking about uh, a person who didn't sell out, right? Didn't sell out. Man, I ain't going to be using language like that, man. I ain't going to use language like that. I don't feel like we need to do that to sell this product. Uh, you know, and there's, there's, uh, uh, I've been blessed to to meet people like uh, Morgan Brittany. You guys probably remember her from like uh, soap operas and stuff like that. Morgan Brittany, same thing. Uh, I think uh, there was a production where they told her, uh, you know, you can't wear that cross. I think that's how it went. Uh, you know, forgive me if I got that wrong, Morgan, uh, Miss Miss Brittany. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, Morgan Brittany. You know, she uh, they told her to like take off her cross, and she's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, sorry, you, you, go, you can get somebody else. I don't care. So that's, I mean, that's. That's what I'm talking about, man. She's one of those, uh, you know, people in, in Hollywood, you know, stuck, you know, stuck to, to the faith and um, and she, she wouldn't sell out, you know. So, you know, I dig people like that. Uh, even Todd Stevens, Todd Stevens uh, from uh, XL DVD, uh, Death Before Dishonor. Um, you, you guys probably remember, um, you know, his work. Uh, and he was, you know, coming out the same time that the P uh, POD was coming out and, uh, you know, with his band Death Before Dishonor. And uh, I think uh, Epic uh, was going to was going to pick him up also. Uh, but, you know, his music was, I guess, too Christian for them. Uh, and they were told him, hey, can you uh, drop the Christian themes? You know, we like your sound and stuff like that. But can you drop the, you know, all the Christian themes? And he's like, nope. So he passed up. Uh, and like, I, 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 I forgive me if I get it wrong. I know I should know better about these. These people are supposed to be my friends. So you should know more about that stuff. But I think it was Epic. The label was Epic. And he turned it down. He's like, man, I'm not going to I'm not going to ditch my faith just to be on your label so uh you know kudos to uh todd and and, and um praise be to god i he's he um did the vocals on um the the most recent uh, 20 pound 20 pound sledge album electric exodus i hope you guys pick that up you know uh support you know because like i said you know that was you know i mean you know who people sell their soul to the devil and you know to get a record deal and he wouldn't sell out and funny thing is, is that people like him are called sellouts it's like no he didn't sell out at all right so um but, you know, how civil is that? Where's all that tolerance? It's like, you can't tolerate, you can't tolerate my Christian lyrics, you know? Uh, where's, where's the civility in that? So, um, but anyway, you know, there's, you know, there's cats like Todd Stevens out there who's like, no, nah, man, I ain't selling out like that. And um, so, and he's on the Electric Exodus album that, uh, that we had put out. Uh, let's see, we got um, Jeremy Brooks. Jeremy Brooks says, uh, if the roads in Cairo are much better than they are in LA. And uh, the reason why he's saying this, y'all, is because, uh, you know, when we're talking, we were talking about, you know, of course, uh, the, the civility of, of being taxed. <laughs> it's not so civil. It's like people, you know, violating our right to property. Um, there's, there's a way to tax y'all. We have a constitutional tax model uh, in a way that the government is supposed to be funded. That I totally understand. Uh, but, the, but the taxes that are being imposed on people like, you know, property taxes, income taxes, and stuff like that, that's not constitutional. Uh, you can go ahead, 16th Amendment all you want. It's antithetical to the Constitution. It violates our right to property, and it is an institution of covetousness. So, um, it's, you know, but, you know, they'll claim things like, you know, it's to fix the roads and like, you, you better be happy that there's taxes because how are things like getting the roads fixed? It's like, y'all, for the amount of taxes that you guys get, these roads should be like pristine, okay? 
Uh, we know that you guys aren't really using that money to fix the roads. Basically, it's you know a, a, a dig a hole, and, and you see people out there digging a hole and, and covering it back up. Uh, don't get me wrong, y'all. There's some uh, some some fixtures that are going on, but it, it doesn't match how much we're being taxed for it. Okay, let's uh, let's just be real about it. There's other things that are going on. Uh, but anyway, uh, he goes on to say. Um, let me see. Let me let me back up to where what Jerry B. Brooks was saying. If the roads in Cairo are much better than they are in L.A., then the roads anywhere must be better than they are in L.A. I lived in Cairo for four years, and the roads can suddenly surprise you with a pothole or the lines just disappear. But I'd rather be back in Cairo than go to California. Wow, that's saying a lot. Uh, California, Caliphate, <laughs> Caliphate, California. Uh, you know, but I mean, that's 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 saying plenty. But I'd be careful with making statements like because some I've heard that uh, you know before. It's like, man, you can go anyplace else in the world, uh, and and the and the roads are better. Um, but let's be careful with that because that, that might give the idea to some people that well. So what are you saying? Is are you saying that the the the, the way to get better roads is totalitarianism? Is <laughs> the road to totalitarianism of the, the way to get better roads in our streets. Um, and, and even what we have now, y'all, this, you know, we don't have, um, you know, this, this representation. We're not, we're not making use of the representation that, that we should have. Uh, our representation is more uh, becoming like judicial fiat than, uh, you know, than actual uh, representatives uh, as legislators and stuff like that and executors you know these when they don't get when these people don't get what they want they take it to the judge you know and they sue us for what they want rather than a fair election or they just they just cheat and they take it all together so um, you know our, our system right now is more like a banana republic I guess you know what we've got and um, you know we're not being represented or our money's not going to where it's supposed to go uh, it's we're not it's not being taken from us in the way that it's supposed to be taken from us anyway it's not even supposed to be taken for, from us it's supposed to be volunteered uh, and I guess as far as the Democrats go as long as you voted for it that is volunteers like no we didn't we didn't vote for that you guys are taking it uh, it's not properly ratified you're not supposed to do these things like this and once again it's a it's a uh, in conflict with the Constitution uh, it is a violation of our right to property we're not supposed to be taxed like this so there is we do not have um, a proper contract as far as that goes and um but at any rate you know these monies are not sent to where they're supposed to go and you know <laughs> that in itself is just not a civil way to do things you know uh and you know and we and we got these roads it's funny man it's like uh you know we got these roads where people are on these roads they'll be the same people who talk about share the wealth share the wealth you know and and uh, they don't even want to share a lane with you. <laughs> they get out on the road, man. It is rude to you. It's like, dang, man, you be talking about. I see you with your with your Biden or your Obama sticker and stuff like that. And and uh, you know, any adult in 2020, you know, meaning that you guys really just want another Democrat. And, and um, it's funny that you guys would be asking asking for an adult. Uh, you might ask for an old person like Joe Biden, Biden, but it's not necessarily mean that you ask for an adult. All right. Anyway, but, you know, they, they have this communal, you know, worldview that they're trying to force everybody to live by and, you know, share the wealth. And like I said, they don't, don't even want to share a lane with you. And, um, you know, and it's <laughs> even being on the road is, is difficult to be civil. I, we, you know, Bill and I were laughing about that, you know, being civil on the road, man. It's like me. I'm, I'm the kind of person, man, where it's like, look, I like to just roll and my own, mind my own business. Man, I don't be tell, I don't tailgate folks. Man, I can't stand a tailgater, man. I can't stand a tailgater. So if you want to talk, something that'll get me heated, man, is a tailgater. Uh, but, you know, a, a person, if they're going to speed limit, man, I'm going to give you that cushion. I don't care. It's like, man, it, it ain't no, so I'll just go around or something like that. But I ain't going to try to roll up on you and make you go faster just because I want to go faster. Right? You going to speed limit, 
I ain't going to trip on you, man. That's whichever. I just go around. But some people, they just get behind you, man. You could be going over the speed limit, well over the speed limit, man. And people just want to get behind you, just bully you, right? They want to waste their time sitting up there trying to control the weight. I don't care if I'm in the fast lane. If I'm in the fast lane and if I'm already going over the speed limit, right, and you want to go over the speed limit, trust me, man, it'll be faster if you just go around. I'm already going over the speed limit. You know, and so, but just to accommodate you, just to make you happy, I'm going to have to get over behind somebody that's slower and then have to get back over again and all that sort of stuff. It's like, man, you the one who want to go faster. You take your behind around. What you trying to control somebody else to drive for? You're not entitled. You know, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's the fast lane. But if I'm already in the fast lane and I'm already going faster than the speed limit and you want to go faster, don't be rolling up on me trying to force me to get over. That's a liberal attitude. That's liberalism. It's like, I want you to, I want you to accommodate me. I want you to press two for English. <laughs> These are people trying to force you to do something else. But you're the one who's like, you, you take the extra measure to go ahead and get what you want instead of trying to force me to make you do, me do what you want. Right? That's childish, man. That's straight up childish and selfish. So you got people like that are just uncivil, man. And say, that stuff get me heated, man. That, gets, that stuff gets me heated. It's like, dude, you, you know, <laughs> I'll just start driving slower. Right? I'll be in the fast lane and I'm serious. I'll just start driving slower. You know, and because um, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. You know, and uh, I mean, not slide, you know, drive slow to a stop, but it's like, look, man, take a hint, go around, right? We already, we, both of us are already going over the speed limit. You want to go faster? It'd be faster. You got to speed up anyway. Just go around, right? I don't spend a lot of time in the fast lane anyway, man, but seriously, dude, so it's a lot of people out there, you know, that's just a, that's a chip on their shoulder, man, and, and it's just selfish. They got a chip on their shoulder and they're taking it out on people on the road. They want to get on the road and they want to bully people. You know, that's, you know, that's just, that's just dumb, man. It's out of, you know, it's uncivil, right? Ain't no cause for it. It's, it's uncalled for. Uh, anyway, but that's the kind of things that are going on the road and, and all around taxing, <laughs> right? Okay. So let's see. We got, uh, An Anna Demo, Anna Demo. Sorry if I said your name wrong, Anna Demo. Uh, and it says, I worked very hard to get my 32 year old son to be gentlemanly toward women. That's one element of civility, okay? I, th I think, that's what, that's what Anna Debo says. So he holds open a door for a female and she gives him the look of death. It's no wonder young American men are avoiding relationships with American women. Hey Bill, does your wife have any single 20 something friends? <laughs> be civil towards women. Okay, okay, so. Indeed, um, you know, um, uh, uh, Natasha, Bill's wife, uh, is lovely, right? Lovely, lovely woman, and uh, and, and sweet as can be, man. Uh, so, so I don't blame you if, uh, for, for for asking if, if she's got a sister, uh, or or do you say sister or a, a friend, a twenty-something-year-old friend, <laughs> right? Okay, so look here, uh, yeah, that's good, man. You know, teach, uh, you know, for for my wife, man. I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm a blessed dude. I'm a blessed dude, right? And uh, we've been, man, we've been together. I've, I've known her since 92, right? I've known her since 92. And, uh, and um, we've been, you know, been together, you know, solidly been together since, uh, man, 2000, man. Wow, it's 20, 20 years, right? And, um, and to this day, to this day, y'all, I still open the door for my wife. It's like, man, I know, I've, like the word of God says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. I know I got me a good, I know the Lord likes me, 
right? The Lord loves me, man. He did, you know, that was, it, it, this, it sprinkles on the donut. You know, thank you, Lord, for, for, for loving us enough to, to take our sins to the cross and, and, and just even going the extra mile to, to bless me with the wife that I have, man. And yeah, to this day, man, I still get the door for my wife. Yeah, I still get it. Um, you know, and there's reasons for that, man. You know, it's like, you know, because, you know, maybe like when I open the door and she walks through, man, I still might want to get a look at that booty when she walks. <laughs> anyway. You know, fellas, you know, that's, that's a little something extra for you. You know, we say, you know, ah, oh, ha have a nice day, man. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, you want to see her smile. <laughs> anyway, listen, um, you know, I hold the door open for my wife and, and, uh, you know, even when we eat, man, and I'm the one who likes to do the cooking. I like to do the cooking, right? I love, I love cooking for my wife, right? And, uh, and she, and she, and she likes doing it for me, you know, and, and, uh, regardless of which, whether I'm cooking or whether she's doing the cooking, uh, I will not eat until she does, you know, is, is the, I don't care how long of a day I've had, you know, in there, you know, beat by head up against the wall, trying to come up with content and stuff like that at the end of it, you know, or, or, uh, you know, whether it's lunch, breakfast, dinner, doesn't matter. I, I do not like to eat until my wife does. You know, and sometimes I may get fidgety. I may get finished, you know, because she's trying to do things, you know, the food's on the table, stuff like that. And I'll be like, you know, she's like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm hurt up. You know, and I want her to sit there and sit down. It's like, sit your behind down so we can eat, right? But I don't eat. You know, I, I don't like to eat until my wife, you know, bites first. Uh, and, you know, things like that, you know, as it's, it's, you know, the, the, to have that gentlemanly as as we call it you know we call it gentlemanly and stuff like that or chivalry if you want to call it and uh what and whatnot uh you know it's just honor it's just respect you know i'm i'm grateful man i'm grateful that a woman like the wife that i have would bear you know my name it's an honor it's an honor for me um you know i'm i'm a, I'm a you know i like to you know i don't try not try, try not to boast and stuff i'll boast in the lord to be grateful uh that you know i'm i'm i could say man i married up for real and, um, you know, to be in, and there's a lot of things that come along with, uh, with doing things like the simple things like that, man. It's like, um, you know, cause let's say, you know, you, you and your, uh, your, your spouse, you know, you, you have arguments and stuff like that, you know, and doing things like that, or, you know, you may be driving and, and whatnot, you know, and, you know, you, you, you guys have like, a you get cross with each other and whatnot. Um, you stick to the habit. Right. You know, you get OK, let's go on in here. You know, we'll finish up. We'll talk about this later. Right. And you still go and you open the door. Right. Things like that. Y'all start breaking the ice. You know, you never forget, man. This is this is the woman that the Lord blessed you with. Man. This, is your, this is your queen. Right. You know, you're her king. You're her queen. And, and, and kings and queens are useless unless they serve. Right. Always have that that degree of civility. Whereas, you know, but people can, you know, they, 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 they their arguments can start to escalate. But you have these things that you go to that starts breaking the ice real quick. It's like, you know, it's, and, and y'all, I got a rotten temper. My temper sucks. Right. And ain't nothing I'm proud of at all. I have a rotten temper. Right. But I try to stick to this habit. Even like, you know, we got an argument and stuff like that. You know, we're going to still just, you know, not jerk open the door. Get your butt in here. We'll finish it. No, it's just like, you know, go ahead. And the ice starts breaking, right? 
then we can start getting back into, you know, start getting back into the groove. You know what I'm saying? We start getting along, you know, start getting along again and, and, and whatnot because of habits like that. It takes strength, y'all. It takes strength to be able to just, you know, and, and, my, and my wife in terms of like keeping us on the same frequency, praise be to God. You know, that's a gift that he gave her that she she's good at bringing the frequency back into harmony, man. That's just that's just a gift from the Lord. You know, he's he moves through her and, and gets her like that. I'm, I'm more my frequency is usually more distorted. Her frequency is a lot more harmonious and smooth. Right. And she brings, you know, you know, she brings me back, you know, like, you know, uh, she brings me back in here and she's she's patient and she's so gracious like that. Right. That's strength, man. That's strong because, you know, it's people get they get, you know, with each other. And they start being uncivil because that pride gets in the way and it's like it keeps them from getting along. Right. Because both want to be like this. They get that power struggle and their frequencies get all off. Right. My my the continents that that the Lord, you know, has just endowed my wife with, man, she's just She's back in here, man. She's harmony, right? Where I'm just like this and it just, you know, it gets me back in here. But my little contribution, you know, just to let her know that I'm not just a total a-hole, right? Is that, you know, it's, if, if we're just trying to eat, you know, you know, sit at the table and instead of me being all grumpy and stuff like that, I got to be like, Lord, help me. It's, you know, it's like, okay, I'm trying to be cool, trying to be cool. And, you know, it's like she sits, you know, she takes a bite, you know, and she's like, you know, you know, she give me that look, man. It's like, I love you, baby. It's like... Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> you know, and then we then we then we have our food, you know, and stuff. So things like that, man. Always letting her know that, yeah, just we, we value, I value you. You know, it's like um, uh, um, you know, things like that. So I still, to this day, man, 20 years later, still open the door. You know, the car door, the door to our home, you know, to uh uh to, to when I come to the studio or when we go, I said, no matter what, man, open the door. Now, for some people, that that's cumbersome. You know, even there, there's women, of course, they'll it gets on their nerves. You know, it's like, oh, God, I can get the door myself. And it, now for, for my wife and I, it's, it's just habit. It's, it doesn't get away. For some people, it's 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 a drag. It can get in the way or it's corny or and stuff like that. And, you know, like, you know, that's one. I mean, you know, the divorce rate is kind of high in America. But, you know, uh, but those it's, it's nice to have those corny things, you know, to if, it's, if it takes like some corny stuff to keep your your marriage, you know, uh, alive, you know, heck, do them, you know. So, um. But yeah, even after all these years, man, I, I still open the door, you know, for my wife. I, I, that stuff doesn't get in the way. It doesn't get in the way of her, you know, it doesn't get in the way for me. It doesn't get in the way, you know, to, to show these, you know, things of respect and honor. It, it, it keeps a lot, a lot more peace. People be out there talking about how they just don't get along and, and you know, uh, you know, in their marriage and, and they act like they're stuck with each other and they act like it's a, it's a burden for them to be together and they're, they're just... You know, they're stuck or they're trapped in their marriage and they're just with each other and they're just tolerating each other and all that sort of stuff. And that's, that sucks, man. That sucks. You know, and, um, you know, to be in a marriage, you got to be willing to stick it out, you know, with all the fighting and all that sort of stuff. Why? Is that what marriage is about? Is, is being in this power struggle and fighting and all that and getting through it because of all this stuff, man. You know, and there's people out there who believe that. You know, they're supposed to be complicated. You got a lot of women out there who believe that they're supposed to be complicated. You just can't handle a strong and complicated woman. I don't need complications. Life is already complicated. You want to show that you, your worth in this relationship, be a woman who helps deal with complications, not a woman who's going to be a complication. And then you got a lot of men out there, too, who make things just overly complicated. What are you being so flipping complicated for? That's, that, that, that's not a sign of strength. That's a sign of weakness. That's weakness. But, you know, and, and the sad part of it is you got a lot of men out there who just make things complicated, but while at the same time boasting in it, they're making things simple. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not making things simple at all. You're making things more complicated. You just, and it's like you're, you're puffed up 
and how how uncomfortable you can make people. Right. I see that all the time, man. It's like people who do stuff like that. It's like, dude, that's that's not a show. That's just being a bully. You know, that's there's nothing simple about that. There's nothing civil. There's nothing redeeming about that at all. Um, you know, but we, we do these things on microcosmic and macrocosmic level. When people do this between two people. They'll do it between friends. They'll do it at work. They do it in in the culture. They do it in politics. You know, people do these things. They just make things more complicated. And and sadly enough, David thinks that they think that they're the ones who are being civil. It's, it's a delusion. Uh, people who are deluded with these things. Um, you know, and and so this person is talking about uh, anyway, you know, still kind of going on with this person talking about uh, these these Americanized women and stuff like that. You know, it, you got a lot of guys that are frustrated with women. You know, they're frustrated with women because they behave a certain way. But, you know, guys, man. OK, let's let's, let's be the uh, let's be the men. Right. Let's come on, fellas. Let's talk for a minute. A lot, a lot of a lot of dudes out there are, are frustrated with how women are behaving. But you got to make up your mind on how women are going to behave. Right. Because a lot of the way that women are behaving, a lot is because of what men have have ex, have expected them to be. The word of God had already told us that women are going to covet our status. Right. The word of God already said that we don't need to help them do that. It's going to be in their nature. It's their nature now to covet our position. Right. That's that's how they are. They're wired that way now. Right. We don't need to help that. But a lot of men do. Right. And, you know, because men have emboldened this attitude in women, you got these women out there who are just acting a straight fool. Right. So don't help it along. You know, um, I listen to, you know, we just like say, for instance, we got that, you know, um, it's, it's like men will will talk down about women, you know, as if they're dumb and, and uh, why? And why are they so dumb? Why? Because they don't act like God said, man, why can't you guys, why can't you women like act more like us? You know, why do you guys have to be so girly? It was a, what are you gay? <laughs> it's early, it's a, what are you, I don't want women to act like men. I don't want them to think like us. I don't want them to behave like this. I want a woman to be a woman, right? Be a girl, do that stuff that you know, that these men, I guess, think it's so silly. You want to go shopping? Shop till you drop, right? Don't shop until the bank account just fully drops out. <laughs> just shopping, window shop. Go look at clothes. Oh, honey, honey, do you like this? Do you think it's pretty? Yeah, man, that's, that's nice, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's a nice looking dress. May not look, you know, may not be nice for you. You know, just engage in a conversation with them. Engage. You know, it's fine. So, you know, I think that's a matter of fact, I, I don't think that I don't think that dress is good enough for you. Right. It's, 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 I think, uh, you know, let's, let's try something else. You know, knock yourself out. You know, be a girl. Right. Do all that girly stuff. Have your makeup, you know, parties and stuff like that. Be a girl. I don't want you to act like a guy. I don't want a man. I don't want a flipping husband. I want a wife. I want a woman. I want my girl to be a girl. You know what I'm saying? I don't need her to to to, uh, to 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 act and think like do so I can be able to relate to her, you know. Uh, you know, ladies, go to the bathroom together. I don't care. You know, that's that's one of the ways they feel safe. That's just in our instincts, man. That's how women feel safe. You know, instead of going off, you know, by themselves to the bathroom, you know, they go with their friends. I don't care. Do it. This makes it makes you a girl, right? Um, so all that stuff, that, that stuff don't bother me, man. It's like, you know, be a woman. But we talk about women, you know, in these things that they do and we make fun of them and we downplay them. And then we wonder why women try to act like men. And when women try to act like men, we can't stand them for it. <laughs> you know? So it makes it very difficult to understand where is this degree of civility that we're supposed to come from? You know, so, um, you know, that being said, you know, we want to have, uh, these, 
you know, civil understandings with each other. It's like men and women. The more, if, if men and women would stop trying to make each other behave like each other, you, we, we'd understand each other better, you know? Why not just under women, you know, and even with women, you know, be trying to, you know, why can't you just be more sensitive? Why can't you, you know, just embrace your feminine side and stuff like that? There's been too much of that. And, and too many men are embracing their feminine side. And that's causing a collapse of our culture. No, you just need to understand that men are men, you know, and women are women. We're different. Right. But we're differences that complement each other. Right. That's just the physics. It's night and day. Night and day complements each other. We need these things to facilitate light. Wet and dry complement each other. These, we, we need these things to facilitate life. Right. So um, men and women, it's the same thing. We're we're a, we're a, we're a difference, but we're a complement. And, and and we have the still the capacity to be on the same frequency, you know, to where we complement each other. But for some reason, you know, uh, you know, we 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 act as if our differences, you know, should be canceled out and we should be, you know, alike. And I'm like, nah, man, you know, I don't I don't need. I don't need my woman to, to behave like a man or think like a man or anything like that. That's uh, that's that's my role. Her role is to is to think like a woman and behave like a woman, and that's what I love about her because my wife is 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 a woman, you know, and that's how she chooses to behave, you know, like a woman. She's you know she 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 she's grateful for that, you know, and uh, I don't try to take that from her at all or belittle her for being a woman or anything like that, and you know she doesn't try to, you know. Um, assume the role of a, of a man or think like a man or anything like that to, to, to prove something, you know? Um, and we've got too much of that in the culture. And, and like I said, and when people do these things, people are still unhappy, you know? So that, that kind of stuff, man, that, that, sh that should stop. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Respond. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, y'all, <laughs> I thought, this, did I have some more folks to respond to in here? No, no, that, that was it. So anyway, uh, I hope that you guys, uh, found that, uh, some thought provoking, maybe even fun. Right. And, um, if you guys would like to support, I hope you guys will go to my website, bronze so we can, you know, take, take perspectives like this and put them in more, you know, uh, entertaining mediums, you know, whether it could be sitcoms, it could be music, it could be a horror movie, it could be anything, right? Just, but be able to take these kind of narratives and put it because a lot of these narratives are missing in entertainment, y'all. If you guys found these, uh, perspectives to be useful, uh, you know, where we can, cause we already get it. But, you know, there's another, you know, population of people out there, they may need to be given this information in another way. And sometimes you can't get to them just by trying to, you know, explain to them. Sometimes they need like illustrations, creative illustrations to be able to, that's how the left does it. That's what they've been doing to be able to lie to people. They capture their imagination and their attention and then they lie to them. Let's do the same thing. Capture their imagination, capture their attention, and tell them the truth when we have that connection with them. Right? So I hope you guys visit my website. You can support by grabbing shirts like these. Radical for real. Frederick Douglass. It's a shame, y'all. It's a shame that there's more people out there. There have been more people out there walking around with Che Guevara shirts, thinking that that's revolutionary and liber liberating and stuff like that. You got the patri you got a patriarch of the Republican Party right here. Right? Frederick Douglass. You know? And uh, there should be more shirts like these flying off the, flying off the racks, y'all. Uh, so you can get, you can get these at my website. You know, take back what the word radical means, y'all. Don't 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 give it to the liberals, right? They're not radicals, not even close. It's a perversion of a, it's a misappropriation of words. You know, since they talk about cultural appropriation, don't help them with that. Don't let them appropriate the term radical. Don't don't be given over to what the world has made the term become. Be a real radical, right? Frederick Douglass was a radical. Hey, the Republican Party was founded as radicals, right? The Constitution talks about rebellion. The Word of God talks about rebellion. 
and Democrats fit that description. If you call them radicals, you're, you're, it's, you're, giving, you're, giving, you're giving them a lot of ground. Don't do that. So, representing the culture, man. Right, get these shirts. They're at my website. All right, y'all. Oh, of course, the mugs. 20-pound sledge. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Blessings. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in for some sledge covers, where I put a sledge edge on songs from back in the day, particularly from the 70s and the 80s. Bell bottoms to parachute pants, baby. If you dig what you hear, you can download all these songs for free or drop a buck in a guitar case if you like. I wouldn't mind that. You can also check out original 20-pound sledge jams, too. You can also download all those for free or make a donation. Thank you so much for supporting. Links are in the description field. Sledge on! Should
Silly singing the quad dilly quad quad parts. Really? Yeah. Actually, you know what's really silly, man? What? You in here talking to yourself and posting it online. And playing with yourself, too. I play the instruments myself. Don't get it twisted, pervert. I know you are, but what am I? I'll give you a hint. I'm you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Wanna get back to that silly sing along? Hmm. Dad, 
Show you my ability. Yeah.